Yeah, welcome back to Dripping Springs, Texas. Season opener, Bandy Goodbyers against the Dripping Springs Tigers. Merle Bertrand here along with Hank Hudson. And, uh, Boy, these two teams played a couple of instant classics last year. Hank, of course, the Dripping Springs winning the season opener at Monroe Stadium on a walk-off field goal. The Vipers got revenge when it counted in the state quarterfinal game. They had two losses last year, talking about Dripping Springs. One to us in the playoffs game. The other one was to the other uh, uh, 6A state runner-up, Westlake, by about 19 points. If it wasn't for Vandergrift, I think everybody would be talking about Dripping Springs. Well, I think that's right. I think they're talking about them anyway. Yeah, so, I think you're right. So uh, you're right. Uh, two instant classics last year. And look, this is, like Coach Sanders said in his remarks, this is a fourth-round playoff game. This is a heavyweight bout of uh, epic proportions. They're big. Big, big up front row. They've got three guys on their offensive line that are Division One recruits. They've got a running back came back that coming back that gave us fits last year. That's number eighteen, uh, Jack Tyndall. He's only yep. a junior, but he had 161 yards rushing in that that playoff uh, game, the quarterfinal last year. And the Dripping Springs offense really sustained a lot of drives running behind that huge O line. So there's going to be a as every year, Merle, there's going to have to be guys step up and emerge. And, and solidify starting positions, answer some questions. We've got a lot of guys coming back, but a lot of questions that yet to be answered. Well, we're about ready to go. Game time temperature, by the way, about 100 degrees, and that's uh, the air temperature, not talking about the temperature down in the field. Mercifully, the sun has set, so the field is in shade, and everybody should be ready to go. And the, the sort of running joke this week, Hank, and not funny, but it's after what happened last year was as everybody stayed hydrated because we saw what an impact that made in the game last year. Well, last year, for anybody who was there or listening, uh, players were dropping like flies on both teams. <laughs> it was a major factor. Uh, the heat and hydration as cramping was an issue. We had, uh, from both teams, you had five, six players struggling with cramps and hydration issues. So we'll see how that plays into the game. A little bit later kickoff time, I think, moved it back 30 minutes. Right. Try to take advantage of uh, the sun going down, but it's a hot one. So the Vipers will get the football first. And the ball on the tee for Dripping Springs. It's Aiden Burgess set to kick it away. And he's approaching from right to left. And the 2023 season is underway from Dripping Springs, Texas. And the kick is going to sail into and out of the end zone. The Vipers will start their first drive of the 2023 season. First down and 10 from the 25-yard line. Well, from everything we've heard about this Vipers offense and the scrimmages and there's a lot of excitement, Merle. This unit has the potential to put up a lot of points. But this is a really well-coached Dripping Springs Tigers defense. We saw them last year. Last year, Merle, it was just a, a situation of who's going to blink first. Right. You know, in both of those games, it was extremely tied coming down to the last minute. Let me turn that crowd mic down just a little bit. The band is right next to the crowd mic. Of course it is. So here we go. We're going to get a first look at the new quarterback. We're going to see him both tonight, but this is Deuce Adams starting the game number two. He's got his brother Eli Adams put out wide to the left. Adams dropping back, looking back, now rolling to his left downfield, and he's going to tuck it under a run and drug down from behind at the 29-yard line. Again, about three yards on the play. Going to bring up a second down and seven. Well, if the scouting reports hold, Merle, we're going to see a lot of that this year for number two. He's got the ability to do some explosive things with his feet. And that time, Deuce Adams scampers across the left side for four yards. So second down and six coming up from the 29-yard line. One receiver left to the near side for Adams. Adams 
Handoff, right side, and a big hole up the middle, 35, bounce to the outside, Zay Oliver to the 40, putting the shoulder down and banging it out to the 45-yard line. Zay Oliver getting the start tonight at running back. We're going to see him and uh, Fournier a lot. We're also going to see Drew Mestemaker in a quarterback a lot. That offensive line's returning two starters. Blake Frazier's moved from his right tackle spot over to the left tackle. Vibers going quickly, play action. Adams looking, firing, going for it all down the left line. And caught! And that's going to be a Vandergrift touchdown! Cowabunga. <laughs> How about that? Cowabunga. Adams to Adams, connecting on the third play of the season, and a 6-0 Vipers with one minute gone in the season. Well, and Merle, you have to, you have to say, if you're not watching the game and listening only, uh, Adams had at least four steps yes. on the defender. So apparently we've got another guy who can run fast. And by the way, Miles Coleman is probably not going to play tonight. He's a little shaken up. He's in the uniform, but he's probably not going to play. So it's going to be very important for Eli Adams and the other receivers to step up and a good start. The kick is up, and the kick is good by Noah Colbert. So one minute gone of the season. Vipers up 7-0. We'll take a break and be right back. You're watching or listening to Vanigan Vipers football on the horn. Are you looking for a little something extra to get your business noticed? At Ideal Signs, they specialize in custom signage and large format digital printing in a variety of media. Their in-house design department can work with you to create custom artwork to your specifications. They'll work with you to conceptualize, design, and produce any custom projects or idea that you might have. Call 512-930-7446 or visit signsforsports.com. Ideal Signs, family-owned and operated since 1970. The next disaster is coming. The time to get ready is now. Make a plan. Choose meetup locations and keep a contact list. Build a kit with food and water. Don't forget your pets. Keep extra medicine on hand. Make copies of key documents and keep them somewhere safe. Stay informed. Learn about local hazards and sign up for alerts. Be ready. Learn more at americares.org slash send us in. Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. With everything going on, there may be times you feel like you can't handle it all. Journaling, meditating, and talking with friends and family can help you feel more grounded and better able to cope. Your kids are also going through a lot of new experiences, and simply talking with them about their feelings can be quite powerful. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. Diego Delavara Vasquez sends it down to about the five-yard line and returned out to the 35 by Dripping Springs on the return for the Tigers, Tristan Felder. And that's where Dripping Springs will start their first drive of the 2023 season, looking to replace, of course, Austin Novacek at that quarterback last year. Not an easy task, but the Vipers know Hank Hudson, whoever they plug in there, they're going to have their hands full. Well, look at that offensive line from Dripping Springs. They look as big as advertised. Right. And you're... Scoring drive, Merle, three plays, 75 yards, and about 57 seconds. Just like that. Tigers in the home maroon jerseys and pants with the white numerals, maroon helmets. Vipers in all white uh, jerseys and pants, black numbers in the white helmet. And the pass went out here to the inside, complete to the 43-yard line, good for about a nine-yard pickup. And Kyle Cook, good as advertised, picks up about nine yards in the play, going to bring up a second down and one. Well, he's a very, very effective receiver, over 1,000 yards receiving last year, Merle. He's going to be the number one target for sure. Great route runner, great hands, everything you want in a wide receiver. 
If Coach expressed uh, concern about anything after the scrimmage against Huddle, it was a defensive secondary. Not that they're bad, they're just inexperienced. They're going to get better tonight, that's for sure. Handoff left side, and not much running room. Man, manager breaks some tackles to get out the 47-yard line and pick up the first down. Vipers had him uh, strung up in the backfield, but managing to break free was Jack Tyndall, and it's the first down dripping springs. First down, number eight, Alex Foster on the stop, and he arrived with maximum effect. The collisions are always big when, when number eight, Alex Foster, is involved. Yeah. So first down and 10 for the Tigers. 10-25 to go opening quarter. Vipers up 7-0. And off. Up the middle. No quarterback's going to keep it himself. Out across the 50 and spins down to the 45-yard line. Gain of about 8 yards on the play. It is Jack Williams, the senior quarterback, by the way, for Dripping Springs. Picks up 9 in the play, 2nd and 1. Boy, the play calling variety from Dripping Springs. Impressive last year in those two contests, and they're so big up front, Merle. It's going to be a real challenge for this young Vipers defense. Second and one from inside the 45-yard line. Tigers moving from right to left. Vipers defending left to right. Lights are on here. Handoff right side. And that time, the Viper defense crashing in and disrupting the play and maybe picked up a foot, but it's going to be shy of the first down. Going to be third down at about one. Number five, Kent Sullivan, a junior. That's actually Blaine Becker. Oh, They've got two me. number fives two listed. Number I just noticed that, yeah. Blaine Becker. A couple of new faces up front. Number 40, Deshaun Morgan. He's a junior defensive end. On the other side, we got Cruz Carasillo. We saw him a lot last year. Yep, the Cruz missile. They didn't give him the first down. It's going to be third and short. Third down and short handoff up the middle, and not much running room, but I think he got just enough to pick up the first down. Tyndall on, or, yeah, Tyndall on the carry again. So Dripping Springs mounting a nice drive here. I think this is what we're going to see all night, Merle. Yeah. This is what we saw them do last year. The ability to sustain drives with that huge offensive line. This is a, this is a high-level football game for game one. In the sweltering heat. One receiver wide right to the near side. Receiver coming in motion right. Left. Viper showing blitz from the edge. They're going to run to the other side and they're not going to get anywhere. Crashing in from the back side was a cruise missile. Cruz Carrasquillo tackle for a loss. Second down and 12. Boy, what a season he last he had last year, Merle. He really emerged. They had him in a couple of different spots. Right. Early in the season last year, they started him out in a more of a linebacker spot with his hand off the ground. And then Later in the season, they moved him to that defensive end spot, and he emerged as a, a player. We're going to need a big season from him. Second down and 12 from the 43. Quarterback draw, looking for running room left side, and he is not going to get into the big hit. Fumble ball came out, and the Vipers, I think, have it yes, at the 46-yard line. I don't know who made the first hit, Deshaun Morgan. 10. Diego De La Vara, number 10, got there All first, right. and I think popped the ball out, got the helmet right on the football. Advantage Vipers. Well, the pocket collapsed there, Merle brought pressure from about five different places, and Diego De La Vara was having absolutely nothing. Might have been in a spy situation right there because he right. looked like he stepped right into the running lane, put his head right on the football. Beautiful tackling for him. Vipers always... 
seem to find these guys who know how to tackle well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Rinse, repeat, rewind. So first down and 10. Vanniger from the 45-yard line, moving from left to right. Adams in the shotgun. He's got two receivers left. To his right, making his first appearance of the night is Brendan Fournier, junior running back. And handoff Fournier, big hole up the middle, breaking a tackle, stays on his feet and gets it down to the 46-yard line, dragging a tackle for four or five yards, picked up nine, second and one. Well, he looked really strong running on that left side behind number 50 Henry and Blake Frazier. We're going to get a sack that time. Eli couldn't, excuse me, Deuce couldn't get away from the pressure. That'll be a loss back to the 50, so third and five coming up. He's got quick feet, so he managed to turn a basket of lemons into lemonade right there because <laughs> wasn't much happening. So big third down coming up here for the Viper offense. Third and five, one receiver wide left, two to the near side. Adams in the shotgun. Going to motion is Miles Coleman. Good to see him in the ball game. Empty back set now. Adams rolling to his right and looking fine over the right side. Complete to the 40. Dropped immediately, but good for a Viper first down. They find number 11, Jordan Oliver, the senior. Played, was injured pretty much all year last year, so good to have him back out there. That's right, and he looked really good on that route, Merle. Setting up on a little inside dig. Deuce delivered that ball. He didn't catch that one. He's going to get stuck in his face mask. <laughs> right. We well, looked pretty good up front there, Merle. We got the, the big number 50, Jacob Henry, playing left guard. Blake Frazier is sliding into that left tackle position. Chase Scoglin, number 88, at tight end. Blake Frazier going to Michigan. Henry, a move in from Blake Travis. Handoff left side, Fournier inside the 35, pushing the pile forward down to the 32-yard line. Making the yeah, he was to the 32, so gain is seven. We'll bring up a second down and three. Well, we really got some earth movers on that left side. Rylan Wisdom, Wisdom, who was kind of a six-man on the offensive line last year, he slotted into that center spot, and it looks like Gage Garrison's playing right guard. Sam Perry, number 78, at right tackle. Second down and four. Adams dropping back, looking fine over the right side. Got a receiver open again, but overshot him just a little bit. He had Brock Schultz in the sophomore. Had position, just misfired. It's going to bring up a third and short. Well, you said it, Merle. He was in space there. It looks like the safety didn't come over the top in time. That might be a throw that he's going to complete later on in the season. Yeah, I agree. Vipers operating with tempo. Third and four. So third down and four. Vipers in a double tight end set. Play action now. Adams rolling to his right. Dumps it off underneath the Coleman out of the backfield. He's going to step out of bounds at the 31-yard line. Very near the first down marker. He's going to be a little short. Yeah, just a little short. I think you go for it here. I think so, too. Fourth down and... Less than one. Looks like we might be bringing in some additional beef. Number 72, Jackson Barr checking into the game. Here's the Blake Mauser specialty formation. Looks like they're lined up for a line. A little square dance there, Merle. Yeah, right. 
The electric football formation, two up backs, and there's that play we saw a lot last year. They're going to wildcat it to Oliver, looking for running room. He is stacked up at the line of scrimmage, managed to squeeze forward. I think the, the second ever out. got him. Oh, the, the ball came out, and Dripper Street covers it. Oliver was hitting the backfield the second ever. He lunged forward, and when he did, the ball popped out. I'll tell you what, Dripping Springs has got some Oh, good the Vipers are saying they've got the football. Hold on. And I see Gage Garrison hanging out of the football. The spot, I guess, will make the difference here. Well, the offense is coming off the field now. I'll tell you what, the Dripping Springs Tigers have got some good football players. Yes, number they do. Le- number 11, Tom- Thompson Vickery, they're senior leader. Uh, he's a linebacker and he really stepped up into the hole and put a big hit on a, a, another big guy uh, and stopped him. Zade Oliver, a downhill runner, but Rickery was right there. So, hold serve by the Dripping Spring Tigers there. Yeah. Back-to-back turnovers. 5-19 to go opening quarter. Vipers up 7-0. And here come the Tigers back out on the field. And the quarterback is Maddox Mayer here, the junior. He swings it out left side, wide receiver screen, and that goes nowhere. Wow, the Vipers busted that up. Hollister Stevens, <laughs> number 13, welcome to the playing field. That was a bre- beautiful play. Double team, maybe even a triple team theory. Fought through that, made the tackle, lost his helmet, so he has to come off the field, but a, a brilliant job right there by number 13. He basically tackled about three guys there, uh, the two blockers was, and the ball carrier. That was impressive. Second down and 15, all the way back to the 25-yard line. Go over there and get your helmet back on, young man. Right. (laughs) Big-time play. One receiver wide right, two to the near side. Maher, handoff right side, and trying to turn the corner. Not going to get there. Crashing in from the back side. Wait for him to turn around so I can see. I think that was number 10 again, Carrasquillo. Nope, uh, Delavara Vasquez, sorry. Delavara. Diego De La Vara Vasquez. Back-to-back losses. Now third and 16. Let's see what they got dialed up. This is an offensive coordinator's nightmare. <laughs> third and 16 in your own half. That's a nightmare against a bad team. It's a big play through here for the Viper offense. Trips to the near side. One split wide right. Third down to 16. Meyer dropping back. Under pressure. And he just throws it to get rid of it. Almost intercepted. Good pressure coming from the backside by. It was a Porto Udi, a senior, forcing to get rid of the football, and it was almost intercepted, Hank. Yes, indeed. He's running to his left, right-handed quarterback. That's a very difficult throw. Ian Witt, number 11. We saw him all over the field last year as a sophomore, doing a great job applying that withering pressure. And it was the, the pressure was there instantly. So we had, uh, I think it was Witt, broke up the middle, flushing the quarterback out of his pocket. When you got to move to your left as a right-handed quarterback, that's... It's a, that's a tough thing to do. It's a difficult situation. Even Scott Schaffner couldn't do that. Yeah, well, you know, he, he would say that he could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself, so. Third and 16, Charlie Weicker set to punt this ball away. High snap, fields a clean pressure coming. They almost got it. They may have gotten a piece of that one. Piece. Takes a tiger roll, but it's going to be down. at the, Kicking it out of bounds at about the 48-yard line. It's going to turn into about a 24-yard punt. No return, but somebody came in and got a piece of that one, and the Vipers had great field position with 3.47 to go. I think that was number 22, Aiden Jones. Don't have a Jumbotron replay here at Tiger Stadium, but 
That's about all they don't have. <laughs> I know. This, this is, is a, a nice place. A very impressive facility. Uh, I tell you what, first-class hospitality and sportsmanship yep. on display up here in the press box. And there's a lot of respect for these two teams. It's only 21 miles apart, but there's so many parallels between these two programs. Yeah. You know, superlatives in comparison run out. So Vipers first down and 10 from the Tiger 49-yard line, 347 to go opening quarter. The lights are on here. Packed house, as you would expect. It's sold out. And that ball is fumbled and recovering and getting back near the line of scrimmage. Here's Drew Mestermaker. is back in or in a quarterback, not the start he wanted. A little well, nerves and butterflies, I'm sure. Yes. Well, they always say, uh, Merle, that any kind of fumbled exchange is the quarterback's fault. But that one was, uh, I think, rolled back on the carpet. So yeah. we'll give him a little bit of a reprieve. But the good news is, is kept his wits about him, and they didn't get a turnover there. So second and 14, loss of four on the play. One receiver left here to the near side. Best to make her in a quarterback. We'll see both of the men, as we said. He's in the shotgun. Dropping back, looking, looking, stepping up. He's got some running room. Spins free and gets it down to the 47-yard line. They had him behind the line of scrimmage, and he managed to make about seven yards in the play, sets up a manageable third down here. Great thing there, Merle's ball security. Right. When he knew he was going to commit to the run, he tucked that ball away, five points of contact. Defender came in raking for that football. Is what they teach now, Merle, to try and drag that ball. You tackle the football. Ball security there, 101 by our quarterback. That's a good sign. So 39 now from the Tiger 48-yard line. Trips here to the near side in the triangle. One receiver wide left. Bestemaker dropping back, looking. Dumps it underneath. And in and out of the hands of Coleman. May have tried to run before he had it. He was in a lot of traffic. Bestemaker just kind of, you know, jump pass there. Yeah, I think the trajectory and velocity of that ball took Miles by surprise a little bit because it wasn't a wasn't a real pass. It's more, right. more of a put, a little toss. Kind of got behind Miles a little bit there. So fourth and nine. Vipers will try to pin them deep. Got the email open, by the way, now that we've kind of settled in and got a wits about us. Voice of the Vipers. All one word, plural. Voice of the Vipers at gmail.com. And Noah Callbear set to punt it away here. Good snap back. And angle to kick towards the sideline, lands to the 15, takes a Viper roll inside the 10, inside the 5, and they're going to down it at the 3. Oh, what a tremendous job oh, by the special teams unit. Coach Sanders, Merle, always known for his excellent special teams. All these years we've been watching him calling these games, and, you know, this stuff doesn't happen by accident. No. This is a situation where you angled punt over the sideline. You're on the le- near the left hash, kick it over into the corner, Get a coverage team down there to, to make a to down the football. Hollister Stevens making another play down there. But did you see five white jerseys yep. running down there to cover the cover the punt? Hustle all over the field. The first and ten Tigers. They're pinned deep at their own three yard line. Be a great time for a fumble. Tyndall deep in the backfield. He gets the carry, straight ahead running, bounces it to the outside, gets it across the five, a little breathing room out to maybe the seven-yard line before he's knocked down by a couple of Vipers. I see eight and 13 on the stop. That's Alex Foster and Hollister Stevens. Gain of five, second and five. 55, Ben Boer in the game. He's 
a name we called quite a bit last year. He's a senior. Second and five from the nine. And off up the middle again, and picking his way out across the 10, up to the 11, stacking him up there. It's going to be about two yards shy before the rugby scrum calls the end of the play. So third and two coming up. 47, David Overhauser's in at that right defensive end position. Involved in that tackle. Tigers trying to go quickly, but then they've got to do a loose huddle here. Coming up with a one-minute mark, opening quarter, 7-0 Vandergrift on top. We didn't see this kind of huddle until the late 90s. <laughs> used to call it the cherry huddle, but they're only two, three yards off the ball. Third and short. Thought I saw some movement at the line. The Tigers are going to be stuffed at the 11-yard line. I don't see a flag. I honestly thought I saw the Vipers jump offside, but it may have just been a sideways motion, and... Vandergrift just stuffed them. They may have lost a yard. I think so. Yeah, they're giving a little favorable spot, but it's still a good yard short of the first down. And deep inside your ter- own territory, yes. Merle, first quarter of the football game against a, a tough opponent, I think you got to punt this every single time. I agree. And I guess the Vipers are going to come after it again based on what we saw before. Spread punt formation. This is another thing that's a new innovation in football. I guess when you got 11 guys, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. It's a fourth and two. High snap. Punter does a good job fielding it. They almost got it again. They ran into him in the end zone. And that's going to bail out the Tigers, I believe. Went for the block. Didn't quite get it. Unless number 22. He got a piece of the last one, and it looked like Aiden Jones was going to get there again. Yeah. And then tried to pull off and ran into the kicker. So, hustle play, but... It's going to be first down, Dripping Springs. And that's going to be the end of the first quarter. The scoreboard clock showing zero. So we've reached the end of quarter number one. Good start for the Vipers. But a penalty gets the ball back to Dripping Springs. We'll take a break and be back for the second quarter. You're listening to Vanity Vipers football on the horn. Stadium in Dripping Springs, Texas. Merle Bertrand, Hank Hudson here. Cole Dixon back at the studio. And the Brock Bollinger down on the sidelines. We'll hear from him at halftime. As the Tigers bailed out by the Viper penalty, having first down and 10 from the 17-yard line. And handoff up the middle and smothered at the 20. Rugby piles it forward out to the 21. Gained four yards on the play. We'll bring up a second down and six. Well, it's going to be tire irons all day, 50-yard line. This is a slog, Merle, up front. This is hard-hitting football. you got two teams. you get got all offseason. you got three or four weeks of summer practice beating each other up and then right. you get the chance against to go against somebody else. These guys are got their ears pinned back. This looks like a mid-season contest up front. Two receivers wide left, one to the near side. And off, off right tackle this time, and a lot of running him out across the 30, drags it across the 33-yard line. Good run there that time by Jack Tindall. And the Tigers have moved the chains, first down. But not only are you ready to hit somebody else, but you know Dripping Springs was ready to hit the Vipers. <laughs> Well, you know, you didn't hear too much from uh, the dripping head coach about that, but I, Coach Zimmerman, but you know that they had this game served. Yeah. First down and 10 Tigers at their own 33-yard line. Now moving from left to right as Twilight settles in here at the Hill Country. Hand off right side, and Tyndall going to be knocked down at about the 35-yard line, maybe the 36, a gain of three, second and seven. Yeah, the other thing is when you, when you have an opponent where you reach this level of competitive intensity, 
I mean, these are the games you want to play. These are the teams you want yep. to play. You want to play the, the, the better teams, and you know, a lot of mutual respect from the from these two uh, ball clubs. But you know, they're trying to pulverize each other, uh, pulverize each other right now. That's the that's what it's all about. Second and seven from the thirty-six. Two receivers wide left. One of the near side. Viper showing blitz. They back out of it. And the Tigers going to chuck off the play here. Play clock down to five. They're going to have to hurry. Maher, one second. They didn't get it off. They didn't get it off. Where's the flag? Where's the flag? That that was like three seconds after. That, okay, they finally blew it dead. I still don't see a flag, but I think the official finally caught it. The back judge finally caught it. To your point a moment ago, Hank, while they walked this off, that's one thing I like about high school football versus college. They don't want to play good games early in college because they're afraid it'll knock them out of the playoffs. That's uh, so true. In high so school, true. you 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 use games like this to get better. That's right. Coach Sanders talks about it all the time. He intentionally has gone out and scheduled games against some of the story programs in the state. Yeah. Second down and twelve after the five yard penalty. Dropping back, rolling to his right being pursued and fires over to the right side just has to throw that one away does Myers. he was being chased out of bounds the cruise by Cruz Carasquillo and also number 10 Diego De La Vara. Dripping Springs coaches were not entirely pleased with that hit on the quarterback as he was going out of bounds but the referee was right there on top of it I think it was within the rules a lot of momentum involved there I don't the think it was any sort of uh, yeah and it, it is deliberate. It is a contact sport. It is. Trips wide left, one of the near side. Third down and 12 from the 31-yard line. Chance to get off the field here for the Vanderbilt defense. Maher dropping back. Rolling right, being pressured again, and batted away. Good job. Reaching over the shoulder by Sebastian Cavetton. May have gotten there beat early, but he got away with it. Yeah, maybe, but he made a play for the football. That left arm, Merle, he had it across the back of the receiver. Incidental yep. contact, maybe, but... The thing that's important there is that right arm got the football. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my better half, Christina Weber Bertrand, into the broadcast. That was kind of like her trying to give one cat treats and keep the other one away. That's kind of what that play <laughs> looked like right there. Fourth down, the putting it or not again for the Tigers. The defensive backs were all trained to shoot their hands through the middle of the receiver's hands, and that's what we saw there from Cavetton. Good clean punt. The Vipers with the pair catch call for made at the 43-yard line. No pressure that time after the penalty because the Vipers know they're going to get pretty good field position, and they do first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. Well, there's a lot of things you take for granted. Merle having number one, Miles Coleman, but one of the things that I've always appreciated about him from last year was the clean way that he handles those punt, uh, the receiving the punts. Yeah. That one, he had, you know, 10 guys within about a five-yard radius. Right. Managed to, managed to field it cleanly, and it, he's so sure-handed. And, boy, uh, shout-out to Doc Shivers and the training staff to get Miles Coleman out here because Coach told me on Wednesday he wasn't going to play tonight. So great job by them and great job by Miles to get ready to go. First and 10 at the 44-yard line. Back split to either side of Deuce Adams. Two receivers wide right, one of the near side. Handoff. Up the middle, across the 45, pushing the pile forward to the 46. I think it was eight Oliver on the carry. Number yep, it was, second and eight. That's a hard-hitting football game right from the get-go, Merle. Big hog mollies down there, slopping around. It's unbelievable what football's all about. 
Second down and eight coming up. Five for second and while getting the play, and now they got it ready here. Second and eight coming up from the 46-yard line. One receiver wide right, one to the near side. Adams sends Chilton in motion. Fakes a handoff, bootlegs to his right, looking. Now spins to his right, in trouble. And somehow just chucked that one over the sideline. Incomplete pass, lived to fight another day. And we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're to Vanegan Fibers football on the horn. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, the Horn. The Horn. Third down and eight coming up. Ball spotted at the 46 yard line, midway through the second quarter. Vipers up 7 0, 836 to go. Discipline football team, that time number 26 on the last play, Merrill Rio Hay, a senior defensive line, lineman from Dripping, did a great job containing Deuce that time. Not easy to do. Trips wide right, one to the near side. Dropping back, looking downfield. Adam, he's going to run for it. He's got a lot of room to the 50, to the 45, and kind of tripped trying to make a cut back at the 45-yard line, but I think he got the first down. He had a Braden Buchanan, I'm not going to slide mentality right there, but I think he tripped himself up trying to decide what to do. The old carpet monster. Yep. He stepped and grabbed him right there, Merle. Got enough. First and 10 Vipers at the 45. Well, if he'd have managed to make that cut, I think he might have got another 20 yards. I think you're right, yeah. He looks dangerous running with the football. Two receivers wide right, two to the near side. Skoglin goes in motion left to right. Jay Skoglin, that is. Adams swings right, right side complete to Chilton to the 40 and knocked down right there, but a gain of about six yards on the play. And they find the sophomore Brock Chilton. Coach told me, before we actually recorded our interview, that in training camp, Deuce Adams beat Mal Coleman in a race. Oh not, e- not every time, mm. but sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Second down and four. Trips to the left side. Low snap. And Adams picks it up. He's going to pick up the first down anyway. Bouncing to the outside, 25-20. To the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and out of bounds at the three-yard line. Drop the snap. Throws the defense, picked it up, and rumbles down first and goal, Vipers. Well, he hopped up quick there, but he took a pretty he- heavy blow. But that kind of thing right there throws the defensive off, a defense off, Merle. When he, the ball is on the carpet like that, yep. it, it, just, it messes the rhythm up of your rush. It's not something they expect. It's like a little bit of a delay, like a delayed handoff, and Deuce made him pay. First and goal, Vipers from the four. They line up in the stick, and now they're going to break it up, and... Now they're going to come back and get back in the huddle. 15 seconds. A lot of confusion. They still have 10 seconds. Now they break it out, and they're going to call a timeout. Timeout in the field. Let's take it with them real quick so we don't miss the touchdown here. You're listening to Vanderbilt Fibers Football on the Horn. 7.26 to go. First half. Vipers up 7-0. Looking for more. They've got a first and goal from the four-yard line. Moving from right to left. Look a little bit more organized now as they break the stick formation. They're going to send one receiver to the left side. Two back, three backs in the backfield. And now they split Adams out wide. They're going to go wildcat again to Fournier, I believe. And then a flag comes in. Hold everything. Maybe took too long. Yes, Delay a game after a timeout, boy. After That'll time drive out. Coach nuts. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something that uh, you want to make sure you get that, that repetition early in the season. Yep. That's the kind of execution mistake that you 
see with not enough uh, game time repetitions, but uh, I think that will be a, a source of discussion early Monday morning. So it's still first and goal, but now we're at the nine-yard line. One receiver wide right to the near side. Adams in the shotgun. Fournier lined up to his left side. They're going to give it to Fournier up the middle to the five and knocked down at the one-yard line, very near the goal line. Second and goal from about the one and a half. I'll tell you what, Dripping Springs really brings the wood. They're a <laughs> hard-hitting football team. Again, the parallels between these two programs are really astounding. Second and goal from the twos where they save the knee touchdown. Same formation. Again, Adams up under center. He'll probably split out wide. He does. Goes wide to the right. Fournier again in the Wildcat. Picks his hole and dances into the end zone. Touchdown, Vandegrift. All right. Well, third time's the charm on the old Wildcat. Yeah. First two repetitions were ineffectual. You had a a stop on a fourth and one. Then you had a penalty, delay game penalty, coming up at timeout. And on your third try, you get Fournier walking into the end zone. I don't think he even broke stride until he reached the very back of the end zone. There was a gaping hole right up the middle. Island Wisdom. Kind of took the snap and said, do I want to go here, here, or here? Good snap. Call Bear. That's going to be a fake. Master Maker to his right is going to be flung down. That was not a bad snap or an ad lib. That was a design play. I saw the JV try to do that last night and succeeded at it, but uh, this time Uh it doesn't work. Dripping Springs, to their credit, snuffs it out, and we say 13-0 with 6.53 to go. Well, that's the kind of thing that you hope doesn't come back to bite you. But right. I think you're right. Looks like he was a, in a design rollout. But the guy coming from that right edge, the edge rusher coming straight downhill, got uh, number nine, Mestamaker, as he was coming out of his right. uh, setting position. Really no chance at all there. Got a couple of emails on voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. Paul Woods writes in and says, go Drew. Talking about head coach Drew Sanders. I like this headline. Greetings from Argentina. <laughs> Good evening. Enjoying watching our grandson, Hollister Stevens, from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Thank you for these streaming opportunities to allow us to watch the Vipers play. Could you ask the cameraman to zoom out just a little to be able to see more of the playing field than all the players during each play? Well, I'll ask him. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking and running the camera. That's uh, Nelly and Bob Briarty. Thank you very much for the email from Argentina. Well, Merle, you do talk to yourself sometimes up here. I, I do. <laughs> it's an executive decision. What would you uh, would you guys work out when you? <laughs> we're we're still having the conversation. <laughs> Merle Merle Bertrand is uh, we call him Merlin Merlin <laughs> Bertrand. He runs uh, all these other game broadcasts from his soundboard. Runs the camera, does the play by play. The wizard. Kickoff kickoff going into and out of the end zone. So Dripping Springs will take over first down 10 at the 25-yard line. 6.53 to go in this first half. Vipers up 13-0. Well, it's a little bit of a hold serve in terms of one fumble each, a couple of punts each. But Vipers 13-0 to the good. And the defense has looked really stingy, Merle. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a unit that had some questions to answer going into the season especially in that defensive backfield, but I, I, the Tigers' passing attack has not looked like it has really untracked yet. 
The first down and 10 from the 25-yard line. The one receiver left trips to the near side. Quarterback's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be knocked down at the 27-yard line, second down and eight. Diego Delavara, number 10. He's in there. Also, number 55, Ben Boer. And number four, it's a new starter for the Vipers at cornerback. Bryson Carter, they're expecting big things out of him this year. Yep. Second and eight from the 27. One receiver left, two to the near side. And off right side, trying to turn the corner. Can't get it. does get it out across the 30 to the 32-yard line. It's going to bring up a third down and about four. Apparently the email from Argentina knocked us offline on the video side for a moment or two, but I think we're back. I'll tell you what, number 18, Jack Tyndall, he is a quality running back. Looked like we might have got him for no loss or no gain there or maybe a loss, and it's a break and tackle, head up field. Right. Put him in a third and short. So third down and two. Trips now wide left, one to the near side. 5.39 to go in this first half. Vipers up 13-0. Big third down play coming. Meyer trying to turn the corner. He's not going to get there. Escorted out of bounds very courteously by Diego de Lavara Vasquez and Hollister Stevens. Is that going to bring up a third down? It's going to be fourth and two. Down. I mean, fourth down and two, sorry. Interesting play call there. You've got on the right hash, they run a three by one. So three receivers split wide left, no running backs, and you run into the boundary, the short side of the field. Must have seen something on tape that they liked from last year, but not effective. So the Tigers set to punt it away again with 5.28 to go. Vipers partially blocked one, had a roughing the kicker on the second one, and the third one was a good clean punt, so we'll see what happens here. Good snap, no real pressure, and a high kick into the evening sky. Fair catch going to be called for and made at the 34-yard line. And the Vipers will start this drive with 5.19 to go. First down and 10. Number six, George Farley. Back there deep to receive that punt. Another sure-handed receiver. The receiving core has got to be one of those spots, Merle, where we got to answer some questions this year. There's going to be up to some guys step who will emerge. Some guys are going to have to step up. Right. Offensive line looks solid. Only two returning starters, but they look like a well-oiled machine this early in the season. And they're big, something they have they are big. not had in the earlier years. First down, 10, handoff right side. Oliver bounced it to the outside, trying to get the corner turned. Now he reversed the field, hit from behind, and that pushed him forward about three yards. Looks like two officially, so second down and eight. Another big collision right there. Everything springs it. Great job. Getting all 11 guys to the football. Very, very much reminiscent of this Vipers team. Second and eight. Adams rolling to his left, looking downfield, dumps it off underneath, complete to Chilton, makes a nice inside move and gets it out to the 47-yard line. Good for a Viper first down. Just a sophomore. I like him. I do, too. You like the way he approaches that reception, Merle. He goes and extends his hands for the ball. Those thumbs are together, coming in at the chest level. Goes out, snatches the football, doesn't let it get to his body, snatches right. it, pulls it away, look, reach, catch, tuck, and then score. Gets upfield to try and score. 
4.30 to go. Clock moving in the first half. Vandekamp up 13-0. They've got a first and 10 at their own 46-yard line, moving from right to left. And uh, Oliver picks his way up to about the midfield stride. Just kind of stutter step, right and left, picking up about four yards on the play, second and six. Wazade is a real north-south runner, isn't he, Merle? He is, yeah. You see him make one cut, maybe two, but then he, when he plants that foot, he has a burst to get upfield. Not much room to run there. He gets nearly three yards. Got a good email here. We'll get to that after this play if we can. Second down, let's call it seven. Dropping back. Now rolling to his right. Fires over the right side, and did he hang on to it? He did. Nice job there by Adams buying some time, and he got it out in the far side to, who's that? Is that Oliver? I think that's George Farley again, number six. Oh, Farley, it is Farley, yep. So third and three coming up. Nice job walking the tightrope there by Mr. Farley. Great awareness of the field and the boundary. Made, had to make sure he kept his feet inbounds and extended. Went out and plucked that ball like a ripe plum. <laughs> Third down and three. Play clock down to five. Adams snaps it with three seconds left. Handoff up the middle. Nice hole and gets it out near the first down marker. I think he got enough. First down, Vandegrift. That's 40A. And boy, what yeah. a nice one-two combination we're seeing at the running back spot and roll. Two guys who can get the ball upfield, running behind that big offensive line. And that's so important. It's yes, such a indeed. long season. To have that one and one A or one and two. Absolutely. Viper's not in a big hurry here. Content to try and bleed some of this time, I think. It's only two minutes and 36 seconds remaining in the quarter. Want to see a wide right to the near side. And handoff. Breaking free. Across the 35. Tripped up at the 31-yard line. Just got him by the shoe step. The Fournier would still be running, but he managed to pick up a first down. First down, Vipers. Boy, number 88, Jay Scogan with a great block that time, Merle. And Fournier just cut in beside him as he had pinned that defender to the outside. Vipers go quickly. Fournier again, north-south running, gets it down to the 26-yard line. About a five-yard pickup, second and five. That time running over there behind big Sam Perry, one of the returning starters. Offensive line is looking salty. The hog mollies. Yes, they are. And there's your first hog molly of the 2023 season. Courtesy <laughs> of Hank Hudson. Second and four. Adams dropping back. Now rolling left, looking downfield. He's going to fire. He got a receiver wide open. Caught the two-yard line. Breaks free down to the four. He bounced backwards. Lost a couple yards, but still a big, big pickup. And there's Chilton again. First and goal, Vandegrift. Well, a lot of good things happened there, Merle. Again, Jace Scoglin acting like a tackle, a right tackle with the pass protection there. The guy's a tight end, Merle. Then you got Deuce Vaughn. Scrambling to his left, still has his feet, eyes downfield, managed to find Chilton first and goal Vipers. And he could have run. He had a lot of running room, but he saw Chilton and did the unselfish thing and chucked it down the field. Go to the Wildcat again. They're going to split Adams wide right. Fournier this time. Going to take it up the middle. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Vandegrift. Right now, the Vipers are putting out a clinic. Man, Jacob Henry, number 50, is just playing nasty on that play, Merle. He drives his defender 5, 10 yards into the end zone, landing on top of a defensive lineman when you're an O-lineman. He's one of the 
best feelings that's known to mankind, Merle. <laughs> 19 nothing. Vipers are not going to try to go for two and make it up. They're going to get the conventional extra point here if they can. Call Bear. Good snap and hold. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 107 to go. First half, all Vandegar, 20 to nothing. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Vandegar Vipers football on the horn. Seven seconds left in the first half. Vipers up 20 to nothing as the kickoff comes from the 35-yard line. And a high kick. Fielded three yards deep in the end zone up to the 5, to the 10, to the 15, and breaks one tackle. Stays on his feet out across the 20 to the 22-yard line. Good hard running on the return. Trying to make a play and give his team a spark was Cook, who's had, I think, one catch early in the ballgame, and that's it, Hank, that's if it. I remember right. That's, that's right. Number 25, Luke Miller, got there first. Couldn't manage to bring him down, but gave some time for the rest of his running buddies to get there. So that drive, Merle, goes nine plays and six, 74 yards. All runs, Merle, except for the one long pass to Chilton. Mm. The offensive line looks well like a well-oiled machine early. The first and 10 for Dripping Springs from the 21-yard line. Meyer dropping back, firing with the right side in and out of the hands, the intended receiver. Try to get it to Maddox Bloomgren, but it falls incomplete, second and 10. So, got an email here from former Viper Ethan Bernard. Says, hey, guys, former Viper Ethan Bernard here, 2021 team captain. Shout out to the big guys up front, my buddies Blake and Gage. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Ethan. A former hog molly, Hank. That's right. They're looking good, Ethan. You'd be proud of them. Second and ten, handoff right side and drug down from behind. Man, that guy's had a game. Diego de Lavara Vasquez. Yeah, I think that uh, jersey number is about the same number of tackles that he's had so far, number 10. He seems to be one of those sideline-to-sideline linebackers. He always arrives and seems to be in a bad mood when he gets there. And he's in the rotation, the kicking rotation. Yes, yep. Always said he was a a kicker that plays like a linebacker. Now he's really kind of embraced that defensive role. Got an email from Stephen and Barbara Springer. That's Coach Sanders' in-laws, Janice's parents. Says, uh, we're not able to make the trip to Dripping Springs tonight, but are watching the broadcast from Salado. Thanks for the great job you all do. Go Vipers. On that note, I want to thank uh, Kevin Witt and the Vandica Vipers uh, foot, uh, Football Booster Club and all the sponsors. I've been putting them up on the screen. You see a lot of them there uh, for making it possible to bring you the radio broadcasts on the horn yet again this year and uh, the video simulcast on Vipe. Without, the, without those folks, we might be here, but we wouldn't be talking, Hank, which might be a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, it takes a village, Merle, and the, the community in Four Points, so supportive of this program. A lot to play for this year. They've dedicated yep. the season to Grayland Spring, receiver, mm, yep. tragically passed away. So there's a lot of things going on for the Vipers this year. Third and ten after the timeout. Trips went wide left. Meyer in trouble, fires over the right side, intercepted by Delavar Vasquez to the 20, to the 15, coming right to left to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone, touchdown Vandegrift. Wow. Diego Delavar Vasquez jumping the route, Hank, and did the rest with his legs. Well, I'll tell you what, man, he just sat there, looked like a center fielder or something, played it perfectly, and then what about the run after the catch? Right. 
a tremendous job. Not only can he tackle Murrow, apparently he's got hands. I mean, sometimes you take that guy and you, you think he can't catch the football. You put him on defense. Right. But he high-pointed that football when the ladder and got it and strolled right into the end zone. Bryson Carter, number four, did a great job getting in front of that play and making a block on one of the big offensive linemen to pave the way for De La Vara to get in. All Vipers here. Good snap and hole kick is up, and the kick by Colbert is good. And with 40 seconds to go in the first half, 27-0 Vipers will sneak in another quick break and close out the first half. Bandicoot Vipers football on the horn. Forty seconds left in the first half in this one. Merle Bertrand here along with Hank Hudson. Well, we've hey, seen Hudson keeping out, helping out on stats. Yes, we've seen a little bit of everything. Uh, Merle, all three phases of the game are contributing. We had a blocked punt. We've had a defensive touchdown. Offense has scored on a big play and had a couple of sustained drives. So Vipers looking good here in this opening game against a team that's Going to win a bunch of football games this year. Yes, they are. As the kickoff goes into and out of the end zone, I think a lot of people, us included, after the two classic last year, expected another nail-biter. But somebody forgot to give uh, those instructions to the Vipers. Yes, well, I, it looked like we are uh, pretty well loaded. Reload situation. You know, sub-varsity teams, I think, went undefeated again last year. Is that, is that right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you, you take your returning starters, you plug in a couple of new pieces, and, you know. And we always freak out about last name, that, that last game. Oh, my gosh, 35 seniors, 40 seniors. What are we going to do? I know. And this this I, is what typically happens. I haven't counted this roster yet, but it's going to be the same same thing again, I believe. Let's just say it takes a while to introduce them all at the banquet. First and 10 at the 25-yard line, handoff, Tyndall. And he's going to get up to the 28-yard line, and I think Dripping Springs is just content to go to the locker room. They'll get the ball to start the second half. And uh, well, they, the, they drop, wanna... the, the drop off at quarterback for them it was uh, like a cliff. I yeah. think. I mean, you take yeah. one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in all these years of calling these games, Austin Novoside, and difficult to replace. Ten seconds left, dropping back to pass again, looking fine over the left side. That ball is almost intercepted again. Boy, that's I Bryson. believe that was uh, Bryson Carter, Bryson right? Bryson Carter, and I, if he doesn't kind of lose his footing there, Merle, that's an interception and possibly another pick six because he really jumped in front of that that route early. Cedar Park leading Cedar Ridge 15 to nothing at halftime. Austin High, Stony Point. Stony Point leading the Maroons 21 to 14 late second quarter. Vista Ridge with an overtime win last night against Bowie. Some of the games in District 25 6A. Handoff right side out to the 36-yard line. Going to be shy of the first down, and that's going to be the end of an exceptional first half of football here. Your score at the end of the first 24 minutes, Vandega 27, Dripping Springs nothing. We'll take an extended break. When we come back, Brock's going to try to catch up with head coach Drew Sanders. We'll hear from him. Maybe have some highlights. We'll get some stats. We'll catch our breath and be back in time for the halftime festivities here from Dripping Springs. You're listening to Vandega Vipers football on the horn. Welcome back to Dripping Springs. 
All over Dripping Springs, and a bit of a surprise, not that the Vipers are winning, but the fact that they're blanking a very good Dripping Springs ball club here after two really tight football games uh, last week. And, uh, boy, Hank, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm, I hope they can keep it up. That's what you want to say. Well, I, I have to say that it's been dominant in most respects. We've seen, you know, not many not many opportunities for Dripping Springs to get on track. They've got only, a, you know, just a handful of first downs. Right. The Vipers have got... 330 yards of total offense, 213 on the ground. Uh, Zade Oliver's got six carries for 41 yards. Uh, looks like Fournier has got 111 yards rushing on about one, eight or nine carries. Deuce Vaughn's got two carries for 43 yards, for seven and nine in the air, including that uh, 55-yard strike to uh, Deuce to his uh, younger brother, Ear. I guess, which one's older? Do we know? I think they're twins. I know they're twins, but one of them has to be the older. Oh, well, I thought I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so it was Adams to Adams to start the game, and then two touchdown scampers by Fournier, and, of course, that pick six from uh, Diego de Lavara Vasquez to complement his stellar performance roaming the, the field as a, a linebacker. He's had, I don't know, eight or ten tackles already. So... What a game to get to get things started for the season. But I'd like you, Merle, I uh, think everybody was expecting a much tighter football game, but the Dripping Springs offense has not been able to get on track. So I guess the stories of that first half have to be the Vipers' defense and then the offensive line for the Vipers looks really, really salty. They I mean, really do. We look big up front. Your starters up there are number 77, Blake Frazier at left tackle. You've got number 50, uh, the newcomer, that's Jack Henry. Uh, Rylan Wisdom is the starting center. Uh, Blake Frazier is the right tackle, and excuse me, Sam Perry is the right tackle, and Gage Garrison is the, uh, the right guard. But that unit looks like uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with all season. Well, we got Brock up here. Brock, you want to jump in? You've been down on the sidelines all night, sweltering down there in the heat. We'll see if we can bring you in here and kind of kind of get your thoughts on the first half of football. We introduce our new engineer this year and sideline reporter, Mr. Brock Bollinger. And uh, Brock. What are your thoughts? I mean, your first time seeing Viper football, I assume. What are your thoughts? That crowd is wild. That student <laughs> section. There's a kid over there with a bullhorn. I don't think you're allowed to have a bullhorn, but he's that kid's loud, and that bullhorn's only making it louder, man. <laughs> they saw it. They they know what I'm talking about. But well, yeah, no, the student section's crazy. Um, both sides of the line of scrimmage look really good, like overpowering. Um, they just overall, they just look look really good in the first half. No question about it. So the sideline, what's what's it like on the sidelines? The Vipers are usually pretty rowdy in, in terms of the players on the sidelines supporting yeah. their teammates. What's that like? Yeah, well, first of all, it's really hot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there first. It's really hot on the sidelines. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of like, player support, you know, coming over there, just bear hugs, a lot of student section support, a lot of interacting between players and student section. It's, it's a pretty cool scene, you know, especially when you're up that big. Well, this, this team is known for that kind of emotion, and we've seen all sorts of scores, all sorts of different plays. Uh, you know, what's uh, what, trying try to figure out how, how, what I want to ask here. You talked about the support. What's it like? What are they saying? How are they picking each other up down there in the sidelines? Man, they're just – I really notice it with the O-line, O-line and D-line, man. As soon as one of the units runs off, the other unit meets him right there on the sideline. Right. You know, and – 
first first people they come into contact with, not coaches. It's it's you know O line D line. That's where I really notice it. One of the things you might be interested to know, Brock, is that they actually give out some helmet stickers based on what's going on on the sidelines. So if you if you do a good job of really supporting your teammates and being loud and vocal, uh, that's something that they talk about in film sessions and practice. And it's uh, it's just a part of the culture down there. They really support each other, and uh, it's it's by design, I guess I would say. Yeah. Blake Frazier is going to be getting a lot of stickers. <laughs> well, the, uh, the pancake mix was happening down there. And that left side, uh, Big Jack Henry and, and Frazier on that left side, really pushing people around. And then, you know, on the right side, those, you know, the, the Vipers just look like they're, you know, kind of shoving around like rag dolls. So it's, that last it's touchdown. Shocking. <laughs> That's what it is. That yeah. last touchdown, we had uh, Henry block his guy at 10 yards into the end zone, or eight yards into the end zone. Right. Pancake, yeah, it was, it's impressive to watch up here. And, and to your point, the, the defensive line has just not given the Dripping Springs quarterback any time at all to get set and yeah. throw the football. So they have not been able to uh, get anything going on offense, Merrill. It's just been a you know, really surprising performance. I think a lot of people were expecting a much closer football game, but it just hasn't been. Yeah, I know we were. And 27 nothing to score here at the end of the half. And the Fibers marching band down in the field right now. For those watching on the video, we're, we're fighting the stream a little bit. This is a uh, – right here in the hill country, it's a packed house, a lot of uh, – a lot of people picking the cell tower, so we're kind of dropping off and on, trying to trying to get it back. So bear with us there. Uh, Are you staying hydrated, Brock? I'm trying to. You wore jeans. I was really impressed that you wore jeans. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but uh, you got I did too. And it's the first time I've worn jeans since about April. So. I was gonna say you're wearing jeans too. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta fool people and think I'm a professional or something. <laughs> what's What's Coach Sanders like in the sideline? You, I don't think you probably met him before, but you talked to him. What's, I, I he, met him for the first time just a second ago. Just did, yeah. did a quick interview with him. Right. Um, He's got to be pretty pleased with what he's seen. He is. He wasn't – He was. that might be the calmest I've ever seen a head coach on the side. Like, everything's <laughs> going right for them. He, uh, you know, super calm. Like, he wasn't getting angry about anything. It's right. Everything's going right for, for Vandergriff today. Well, let's hope it stays that way. Brock uh, Bowling, just stay up here and stay cool for a little bit if you need to, and uh, then we'll send you back down to the sidelines, and you can lose some more weight. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you all. We'll take a quick break here. We've still got about 18 minutes left in the half. Uh, 27 nothing Vipers. You're listening to Vandy Good Vipers Football on the Horn. And welcome back to Tiger Stadium here in Dripping Springs, Texas. We're Bertrand Hay, Cousin, Brock Bollinger, Cole Dixon doing a great job on the board. As you mentioned before the break a few moments ago, uh, Brock was able to head catch up with head coach Drew Sanders. Let's get his thoughts on an exciting first half of Viper football. Coach, your team's pitching a shutout. What are you liking from your defense in the first half? Right now, they're having a hard time moving us up front, which I'm really pleased with. Um, so, I mean, they're really good O-line. So our ability to just hold our gaps has, has been big, a big key to the first half. You rotated quarterbacks in the first half. Is that something you're going to continue into the second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to keep playing both. We'll, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. All right, well done, Brock. Uh, those of you on the video side are not able to hear that because of the way it uh, works with the horn. But, uh, yeah, well done, Brock. Uh, Cole said it in the, in the earpiece here just now. Well done. And, uh, yeah, you see, he's pretty calm. He's, sometimes he is calm, but he is funny. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm surprised he didn't find something wrong with the performance in the right, first half because right. he typically, you know, even when they're up big, they'll, they'll come up with something. You know, I thought he, he might say something about that delay game or, uh, <laughs> you know, after coming out of a timeout. I mean, that's if you got to, you know, find something wrong with that first half performance. There was a few things that didn't go right. A couple of fumble snaps. 
early, which you expect in the first game of the season, Brock, don't you expect to see some of these miscues? Uh, not many, but there were a few, uh, few miscues on offense in terms of the snaps. We got well, the center rolled one back, a couple of fumble exchanges. But other than that, pretty clean. Uh, the Vipers only had two penalties in that first half. Uh, what do you think about the execution so far? Uh, pretty good, other than that, uh, yeah, those few penalties and the fumble. That was about the only thing that went wrong for him in the first half there. Yeah, they had a, also a roughing the kicker penalty. Right. The dripping strings punter punting out of his own end zone, but managed to overcome that, and they punted three plays later. But Coach Sanders said it. I mean, the defensive the defensive line is really, you know, exhibiting maximum gap control. It looks looks to be too much for Dripping Springs. And, they you know, the offensive line for Dripping Springs were coming into this game is the when it was supposed to be the strong point, the focal point, of this Dripping Springs attack, and you got a returning running back who's a thousand yards rusher, and so far the Vipers have just really managed to bottle him up. Yeah, so far so good. He's, he's uh, what yardage he's got. He seems like he's gotten primarily on second effort and that kind of thing. He's yeah. been stacked up the line of scrimmage, or maybe managed to break free and fall forward for an extra couple of yards. But uh, Vipers doing a good job on discipline, staying home, staying in the lanes, and uh, making a good stop to take care of business. Dripping Springs had the ball eight times. Never ran more than five plays. They went fumble, punt, at a roughing the kicker. Two more punts, and then a turnover and a pick six, and then they ended the half. The Vipers, in five possessions, go three plays and a touchdown, uh, seven plays and a fumble, and they had a three and out on the third possession. And the last two possessions, they go six plays and 56 yards for a touchdown. That's 48 running in from about five yards out. And then a nine-play drive there, Merle, that four-minute offense that we heat, right. Coach Sanders talk about, they're taking a little bit more time. You saw them operating with tempo, getting the huddle, uh, no huddle, at the line of scrimmage fast. But then with about five and a half minutes left in that first half, Merle, they just sucked the air out of the game and took four minutes to uh, nine plays to go uh, 66 yards and another 48 touchdown. So everything's working for the Vipers. Everything working indeed for the Vipers. 11 minutes to go left in halftime. Dripping Springs band on the field right now. Let's go ahead and take one more break, and uh, we'll probably be back in time. We'll definitely be back in time for the second half kickoff. You're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. <laughs> halftime kicking down here at Vipers Stadium. Over along with Hank Cousins. 27-0, Vipers on top, off to a good start. We'll see if they can close it out. The one thing they don't want to do, Hank, against a good team like Dripping Springs, they do not want to take the foot off the gas and let the Tigers get any sort of life. Uh, Dripping Springs will get the football first to start the second half. Well, one thing we know about Coach Sanders and his way he coaches is that uh, the intensity level coming out of the locker room, uh, there's an expectation there. Uh, right. He's going to come out, and he's gonna. He, there's some things he's going to want to work on. Uh, there were some exchanges that happened on offense that weren't exactly right. I think we had some missed, missed assignments on defense, although you might not have seen them. Uh, you know, we were so dominant. There's some things to work on and, you know, get to the end of this football game, maybe get to see some uh, some of the other guys get some action in because throughout the, the course of a long season, as we saw last year, Merle, there's going to have to be guys throughout the season that step up. We saw it all season last year. Guys didn't even get to play until the sixth, seventh their eighth game, we came in and gave quality minutes. Right. And so that's what you have to have. You have to have a deep bench. You have to have a – the cupboard has to be full. And we know that Coach Sanders is going to make sure that they, they don't drop that level of intensity coming out this second half. 
The one thing I think we'll probably see, especially if this lead holds up, we'll probably see Drew Mestemaker a little more in the second half. He hasn't had a lot of good opportunities in the first half, and uh, you know everybody knows what Deuce Adams can do. I think they want to get uh, Mestemaker some more snaps and uh, get him involved in the game as well. What kind of luxury is that? Oh, no kidding. Two guys that are starting caliber quarterbacks at this level. It's going to be a long season. You know, we have to see uh, another outstanding performance from the Vipers band. Uh, looks like in the Legacies, uh, the Vision Dance Company, uh, their ca- uh, the captain for Vision Dance Company is uh, Dante Dar. And the leading the band, the drum majors, are Kate Marshburn, Matthew Plummer, Kenna Saeed, Saeedi, and Ethan Sarwar. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the band uh, outfit has more state championships than the football team right now. So, uh, Vandegrift, they're good at everything, Merle. Yes, they are. We got we got state championships in, in soccer, girls' soccer. We got uh, golf, swimming, band. The band won a national championship two years ago. Right. So the Vipers bringing excellence across all programs. 4.20 to go. Seems like a long halftime. I guess I just don't have my, my uh, midseason legs in yet or something, but uh, we're ready to get back to football. Then. And the thing that we have to point out also, ladies and gentlemen, Vic the Viper still undefeated. Still undefeated, yep. Although the Tiger uh, Tiger in the end zone is pretty good, pretty good as well, kind of in the glare of the screen here. Not too shabby. We do have the video stream back up, and again, if you're out there, we're having a real hard time staying connected on the video side. Just too much, uh, too much cell tower traffic, I think. So we'll, we'll struggle with it uh, if you uh, we're back, so I'm going to talk fast. If it keeps dropping off and on, I am recording it locally, and we will load it up so you can watch it on the replay for either tomorrow or Sunday before we pull it down. So hopefully it'll calm down here, but I just think there's a lot of cell traffic out here. We are in the Hill Country. We're not in the uh, Austin metropolitan market itself, so a lot of traffic. This is a lot of people here, Merle. A lot of people in this part of the part of the state. It's amazing. It's going fast out here. I mean, it's crazy. Did you see all the construction right in here at the high school? They're yeah. The whole yeah. new housing addition right over there. So people still move into Austin. you got to wonder why with the heat like it's been I the know. last 60 days. But, you know, the, the cooler weather is coming. It's just around the corner. So I keep telling myself. Yeah, by about uh, Christmas maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, what a beautiful state. And we talked about it a little bit. Uh, that's only about two or three years old. I've been to the baseball and the softball fields. Those are very, very nice as well. But haven't had a chance to, to see the football stadium up close, and it, it's a nice facility. It is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And, again, hospitality and sportsmanship here at first class all the way. Well, we've got about two and a half minutes. I think Hank and I are out of our A material. We're kind of going into our B, C, and D material. So uh, now that we're back up and running, if you want to give us an email, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. Otherwise, we're going to sneak in one more break so we can stay with you more in the second half. You're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers Football on the Horn. Welcome back to Dripping Springs. We're about ready to go in the second half. Before you, we got a couple of emails to get to Gene Kirby. Writing in says, Go Gage, great game from Harpswold, Maine, GMA and GMA. Thank you very much, Mr. Kirby. And we got an email from Gregory Wimberley. Hey, we were just talking about this young man. 
Shout out to Vipers football from SMU Dallas and jersey number 99 to Sean Morgan for wearing my son Damian Wimberley's old jersey from Mr. <laughs> Wimberley. Yeah, we were just talking about yes. him before we went on the air. That's right. We remember him. So thank you very much, Gregory Wimberley. And Lindsey Watson, our old friend, Reese Watson's mother. Good luck to the 2023 Vipers. Great to have Coach Adams back. And nice to hear you, Merle, again for the season. She didn't say anything about you, Hank. I know. Well, you are the brains of the outfit, Merle, everybody, <laughs> and everybody knows it. <laughs> you know, I left out the uh, the Legacies dance team. I got the Vision group and the band captains. Let me also shout out the, uh, let's see here, the Legacies. I, mean, I left out Colonel Madison Howard. I think she's the number one Legacy. So I want to make sure we give all those those guys a shout out there. Those, those units are amazing, Merle. They really are. As a kickoff, five yards deep in the end zone, Dripping Springs will start out left to right. I've taken a sledgehammer to my hot spot, and the video stream seems to be holding up. It isn't affecting the horn at all. The horn's on a completely different signal. Uh, but we'll keep, we'll, we'll hold our breath to, to yeah. maintain. So thank you for your patience out there. And it'll be first down and 10, Dripping Springs going from left to right from their own 25-yard line. Again, Dripping Springs in the maroon jerseys and pants, white numerals, maroon helmet. And the Vipers in the all-white jerseys and pants with the black numerals, black trim, and the white helmet. First down and 10, Tigers from the 25-yard line, 27-0 Vipers as the second half gets underway from the Hill Country. Looks like the starters are all in, Merle, as to be expected. Yes, it is. And the handoff left side and out across the 30. And pushing the pile forward at the 32-yard line. I think that was Kyle Cook, the wide receiver, running back. Am I seeing things? I think you're right. they got to get him the ball somehow. Or was it number eight that got the snap that time? If it was number eight, that would make more sense. Well, he's the wide That's Nick Tindall, the wide receiver, if it's number eight. We'll take a look here. Second down and three. He gained seven. And handoff up the middle. And not much running room that time for Jack Tyndall. Well, for, for maybe a yard of the play, going to bring up a third down and short. Uh-oh, Dripping Springs got a offensive lineman, number 74. Lost his helmet, so he's going to have to come off for a play. That's big number 74, Jake, Jacob Ponton. Replaced by Zach Johnson, trotting into the ball game on a big play here for the Tigers. Third down and two. They do not want to get the ball right back to the Viper offense. Third and two coming up. The receiver's wide right. Hand off up the middle. Oh, big stick at the line of scrimmage. Wow. Running back, I think it was Sindel, had ahead of steam for just a second, and then he didn't. Ian Witt, number 61. A great job there, and they're not going to get it, Merle. And what a stark contrast this year, Merle, versus the playoff game, especially when it seemed like the Dripping Springs Tigers could get three yards in a cloud of dust right. at will almost. But this time, the Vipers have stuffed them on a couple of short yardage situations. I mean, Tyndall had 161 yards on nearly 30 carries in that playoff game last year, and he has mm-hmm. just not been able to get going against this Vipers D. There's always been a white shirt nearby. So fourth and two, Tigers set to punt it away. High snap. And a good punt. This is a good punt when he's got time to get rid of it. It's going to take a Tiger roll to 25 and roll dead inside the 20, down to about the 17-yard line. This is where the Vipers will take over first down and 10 for their first offensive possession of the second half. Up 27-0, looking for more. 
Well, these are the moments, Merle, when the eye in the sky doesn't lie. So there's an entire half of football here to play against a high-quality football team. The coaches want to see some repetitions on film. They'll be, they'll be watching breaking down film starting tonight after this game into the wee hours of the morning. So want to see what the Vipers come out and do here to start this second half. First down and 10 from the 17-yard line. Sarkali looks to the left. And he's going to get the Carroll fumble, fumble on the exchange. I think he managed to pick it up and get back to the line of scrimmage. That'll bring a second down and 10. So this is interesting, Hank, and I'd forgotten about this. Our, uh, somebody from our VIPE staff wrote me an email that came in on the video stream that I didn't get said, says from Rob, says one interesting thing about Diego De Lavara is that he recovered the fumble during Drip's last critical play at the playoff game last year. Oh, that's was, a great catch. I forgot about that. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, he was a backup linebacker this year, but he seems to have slotted into that starting role yeah. without any hesitation. So one-yard pickup on the previous play, second down and nine. One receiver right to the near side. Flag comes down, and Adams goes down. Sacked for the first time tonight. We'll check the flag here on the near side. That is the line judge, so... Either illegal procedure or offside. Looks like they're pointing back that Tigers may decline this penalty. Yeah, they'll take the sack. So while they're sorting this out, we'll pause in seconds for station identification. You're listening to Vanega Vipers Football on the Horn. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the Horn. The Horn. Third and 13. Penalty was against the Vipers. Dipping Strings declines it. They've got Vandergrift in the third down and long. Two receivers wide right, two to the near side. Dropping back. Adams rolling to his right. And now gives ground to his left. Now back to the right. And just fires it over to the sideline. He ran about 20 yards just to buy himself enough time to throw it to the sideline, get the incompletion, and bring the punting unit on. Good pressure that time and good coverage by the Tiger defense. The good news is there he got rid of it. Looked a little scary for a moment, but <laughs> not exactly what you want to see coming out of the locker room on their first possession. Well, that's a three and out. He had a lot go wrong. Fumble snap on the first play, a sack on the second play, and then an incomplete pass here, a three and out on your first possession. That's only the second three and out. Looks like the Tigers are going to take a timeout. So a timeout in the field. Let's take it with them. 8.43 to go in this third quarter. 27-0. Bounty Good Vipers football on the horn. All right, so fourth down coming up. 8.43 to go in the third quarter. Merle Bertrand, Hank Hudson here. Vipers on top, 27-0. Set to punt this one away. So the Tigers call a timeout there, Merle. Vipers kicking from the end zone. you, th- you got to think we're going to come after it. Well, snap, and if they did, the Vipers picked it up well. It's a beautiful punt. Sails all the way back to the 47-yard line, and the Vipers are going to kill it right there at the uh, check at the 37-yard line. That's where they're going to kill it dead. That will be first down 10. That was what, about a 13, 23, 33, 55. 45, 55, yeah. 55 yards in the air, Merle. Yes, and no return. Uh, super toe. Well, the rivalry continues as we hear from Olivia Coleman. Says, let's go, Miles. Arizona State soccer and your big sister cheering you on. I want to see a touchdown from you tonight for me. 
So there you go from Olivia Coleman to Miles Coleman. Yeah, that's one of those deals where you gotta wonder how who won the foot races when they were young. Right. I think Big, I think big Sis had the, the, the advantage for many years. Maybe maybe Miles can outrun her now. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And off left side, Tindall. He's going to be stacked up at the line of scrimmage and drop for a yard loss on the play. Viper defense swarming to the football. Diego de la Barra Vasquez, the first one to get to him, second down and 11. Also number 47, David Overhauser doing a great job at that right defensive end spot. And again, Merle, the Vipers defensive front really proving to be a stern test for this Dripping Springs offense. Second and 11 from the 35. One receiver, two receivers to the near side. One lined up in the left slot. Play action. Bootleg to the right. Looking downfield. Fires over the right side. And almost intercepted twice. Two different Vipers had it. I think what happened was uh, Blaine Becker deflected it away from Hollister Stevens. It falls incomplete. I think you're exactly right. I think Hollister Stevens timed his break to arrive just when the football was getting there. Blaine Becker... Playing football, though, managed yeah. to deflect it. Too much of a good thing. Yep. The Vipers were all over that play. So third down at 11. Stops the clock with 7.53 to go third quarter. When you roll out like that, you really, really cut the field in half in terms of where you're going to throw. You need to get the ball out of there much sooner than that. Yeah. So one receiver left, two to the near side. Mayer dropping back, looking fine over the center of the field. Caught the 40. Nice pass that time, but the Viper defense swarms to it. And stops them about three yards shy. The first down is going to be fourth down. And now if you're the Tigers, clock is starting to become a factor here. Do you gamble a little bit across the 40-yard line? Doesn't look like it. The punting unit is coming on. So what you have there is Merle, a situation where the quarterback's trying to get the ball to the upfield shoulder of the receiver, which he does. But zero yards after catch means a fourth and three. Right. Which is, that's a punting situation, especially at this uh, field position. But a great job again tackling by that Vipers deep is Alex Foster and De Lavara again. Good snap back. And a lower kick that time, angling towards the sideline. And the fair catch call for a made at the 23. And the Viper offense will come on the field again with better position than they had in the first drive. First down and 10 at the 23-yard line. Is that number six again, George Farley doing a good job fielding that punt? you got to figure he saves probably at least 10 to 15 yards in field position yeah. there by stepping up to make and, and to cleanly uh, receive the punt. Not as easy as it looks. Well, this uh, Tigers crowd, we're on the home side of the stadium, this Tigers crowd that was so pumped up and so animated and ready for this matchup, sitting on their hands right now. Why, why wouldn't they be after what we witnessed last year? Yeah. First down and 10. Mestermaker and a quarterback now. He's in the shotgun. Hands it off to Fournier from the pistol. Fournier spins, a little, spins the wheels a little bit, trying to make the cut, but does manage to get a yard or two out to about the 25-yard line. Second down and nine. You can see him slip, Hank. Yes, it's his third or fourth time we've seen a Viper slip. You know, it's interesting to see how Coach Mauser mixes in all these different concepts. That time, that's a straight pistol look where you've got the quarterback as the near back in the backfield in a shotgun formation, and it's like an eye formation, the pistol, where the running back seven yards deep. The second down and a long eight. Must have made her in the shotgun again. Two receivers now to the right side as they send Chilton in motion out there. 
Has to make her dropping back, looking, swings it out left side, complete up to the 25, and tippy toeing up the side, out across the 30, the 35 yard line. I think it was 40 out of the backfield, just kind of swung it out to him, and he did the rush with his legs to pick up the Viper first down. What a nifty little move up the sideline by Fournier, and that pass is not very easy to execute, although it looks simple. But it's a lateral throw, the receiver running away from you. Same play right side. They're swinging out right side. He gets a block in the edge and dies up to the 40 to pick up about two yards on the play that time. Yeah, that's going to bring up a second down and seven. That was Eli Adams on the reception, I believe. Great job blocking on the perimeter there. That was Skoglund. Second. Long handoff. Long handoff there, Merle. That's a... That's a long throw from the left, left hash all the way to the top of the numbers on the opposite side of the field. It's about a 20, 25-yard throw for three-yard gain. The second down is seven from the Viper 40. Clock continuing to roll here. Five and a half to go third quarter. 27-0 Vipers. Hand off right side. 48 looking to get around the corner. Does and crashes out to about the 44-yard line. Sets up a third down and about three. Get three yards on every play, Merle. You never come off the field. That's right. Very deliberate, the Vipers here, in terms of the tempo. Not in a big hurry, but still no huddle. It's so interesting to me how the Vipers' offense always have this, seems to have these different tempos. Yeah. When you talk about in you know in basketball, the team that controls the tempo controls the game. Very much the same thing applies in football. And then. You know, Coach Miles and Coach Sanders are really good at throttling up, throttling back. Yes, As indeed. They are now in Python mode here, if you will. As Messick <laughs> starts back, and now he's going to tuck it under and run. Puts the shoulder down and bangs across the 50 to the 48-yard line. And the Viper fans across the way go nuts. Oh, my gosh. Messamaker looked like a fullback right there. Larry Zonka mode. Just put his head down. <laughs> Goes for about seven, eight yards. Moves the chains, first down and 10 Vandegrift at the 48-yard line. And whistles blow. We've got a little bit of legal procedure. The right guard, Gage Garrison, he was all worked up, Merrill, wanting to pull up his right guard spot, and I think he left just a little bit just early. Just a little early, yeah. But you can't fault the eagerness. That's an error of commission rather than a mere exactly, error of omission. Yeah. There's only two, two kind of mistakes in football. One, we're not trying hard enough, and one, you're trying too hard. You only want the second kind. So the five-yard penalty puts the ball back at the Viper 47-yard line now, first and 15. Two receivers wide right, one to the near side. Zade Oliver to the left side of Mestamaker now. Low snap. He picks it up. Now ball kicked around on the carpet. Somehow Oliver wound up with it. He's going to lose yardage back to the 40-yard line. It's going to bring up a second down and long. We've seen that a couple of times. That low snap has really kind of messed things up a little bit. Yeah, that's an early season type of situation. Right. I think you're going to see that clean up as the season goes along because what happens in that situation, Merle, is you've got a center who's running all week, and you don't run – a lot of full-speed repetitions against the you know team you don't see you know you see the same guys every week. Right. You don't want to beat each other up, but you know at game time speed it's a lot different. And so he's trying to get himself set. He's got a blocking responsibility after he snaps that ball, and I think he's just a little bit of a rush. I think you'll see that clean up as the season progresses. 
And there's a flag in the play. This is going to. Looks like we looks like we had too many guys on the field. Yeah, broke the huddle with 12. So yeah. going the wrong way here. Second down and 27. Ball's all the way back at the Vandegar 35. They've got to get it down to the Dripping Springs 38. Second in a country mile. Mestermaker empty back set now looking downfield. Fires got a receiver open over the middle. Complete to Coleman to the 50. And knocked down at the 48-yard line back near the original line of scrimmage. That makes it a manageable third down and 10. I think that was Eli Adams. Was he, I'm sorry, you're right. Nice delivery right there by Mestermaker. Looks like he went through a couple of progressions there, Merrill. Had his eyes downfield, maybe to the second or third receiver, and delivered a dart. One receiver wide right to the near side. Low snap again. Mestermaker picks it up, fires over the center, and deflected away. Try to get it down to George Farley, but one of the Drooping Springs Tigers got a hand on it en route. And the Vipers will punt it here with fourth down. That's a pretty good defensive play there by, I think, number nine for Dripping Spring, Landwood, Landon Record, a senior. If he doesn't make that deflection, we're off to the races. Stops the clock with 3.51 to go in this third quarter. The good news is, Merle, is you, you've moved the ball down the field. You've taken a lot of time off the clock. Right. Get a net of about 30 yards of field position here. Paul Bear feeds a snap and launches into the air. Lands inside the 10, and no. There were three Vipers closing quick, but it took that one angled turn into the end zone. It'll be a touchback. And the Tigers bailed out a little bit there, but the Vipers still in control here with 3.42 to go. Man, we got a really good punter this year. Yeah, Noah Colbert, the junior punter and kicker. My goodness. He is... He landed that ball, kicked that ball about 40 yards in the air and landed it yep. on the five-yard line like he meant to, which he probably did based on what we've seen. Well, to try to replace Hudson Lilly and Hayden Arnold in the kicking game last year. That's a tall order that to fill, but so order. far, so good. The so first down, Tigers at the 20. After the touchback. And they try to reverse here to the right side. Viper stay home, but it's nice. Burst of speed, look out. Wow. He is going to go. 45, 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Tigers. I think that's Cook. It is. It is. Number six. He is quite a football player. The Vipers have managed to keep him quiet most all of the first yep. half. Only one reception. But I'll tell you what, Kyle Cook showed us right there, Merle, why he is so highly recruited and such a sought-after prospect. He had an amazing season last year going for over 1,000-yard receiving, and that's an 80-yard touchdown run, and nobody in the white jersey even touched him. And there were three guys that looked like they had an angle on him, and he somehow kicked in the afterburner and burst through all three of them. Good snap and hold. The extra point up and good by Aiden Burgess. So Tigers fans have something to share about. 3.27 to go third quarter. Back in the ballgame a little bit, 27-7. We'll take a break and see how the Vipers respond. Better get Vipers football on the horn. Family time, anytime. Always worth every dime. On our way is chicken eat. Unbelievable sweet tea. Extra cinders, they're the best. Not to mention all the rest. Chicken tea is the place to go for all of us in the know. Plenty of sides to make a meal. Chicken E is for real. Follow me to Chicken E. Gotta have their CT. Card 
my yard. When good news comes your way, skip the card and stake the yard. It's the easiest way to decorate for any celebration. We do all the work for you. Book your order online and we'll set up the surprise and take down the decorations afterwards. Grand opening, anniversary, or any special occasion. Card My Yard. 95 franchises throughout the U.S. Now a proud sponsor of your school. Visit CardMyYard.com today. Three twenty-seven to go, third quarter. Gripping Springs on the board at the eighty-yard touchdown scamper from Kyle Cook on the reverse. Well, Merle, you made a great point during the break. There, Coach Sanders is big on gap integrity. You had that time. You had a, you had an edge player. You had a force player to the outside of Cook, but he just in a very very small window of space managed to kick in the afterburners, and the Vipers looked all to be home as you said during the break. But he just outran everybody. Yep. And it didn't take long. So the kickoff coming here. Vipers have to be alert. Dripping Springs with a little bit of momentum, so they might try to build on it with something tricky here. Well, it's kind of a squib kick. Line drive going to be fielded at the 10. To the 20. And Monster to the outside, trying to get the corner turned at the 30. And a pretty good return. Flung out of bounds. I think that was Coleman at the 33. Looks like it'd be a little bit late, but don't see any yellow handkerchiefs on the field. Certainly some words being exchanged over there right yeah. now. But I wasn't sure if that was Miles or not. I saw a little flash as he was flung out of bounds, whoever it was. I think that was Brock Chilton, number Brock 17. Chilton, okay, 17. Only a sophomore. Had a good night at the wide receiver position. Yes, he has. He's lined up now in the left slot. One receiver wide right to the near side. And handoff up the middle. Straight ahead running up to the 38-yard line. Gain of about five in the play, second and five. Good tackling football team. That was number 30, 34, 30, 34 maybe. Austin Olivas. Nice looking tackle. These, these Tigers know how to tackle, Merle. Yes, they do. And dropped the snap again, but Adams picks it up and looking for a running room, cuts it back up at the 40 and manages to salvage about four yards out of a busted play, makes it a manageable third down here at about a, one, a yard to go. Competitive intensity is picking up in the trenches. Seeing a little extracurricular activity after the whistle. Yeah, it's getting to be the time of the night where everybody's getting hot and crabby. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking about up here in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Merle Bertrand, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of the Vipers since 2010. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Two receivers wide right, one to the near side. And handoff up the middle. 40 and breaking tackles out across the 45, and that's going to be good for a Viper first down. Needed one, picked up about five, first and ten Vipers. That's just straight ahead running behind the big guys. Gage Garrison, number 54, the right guard. Number 78, Sam Perry. That's just a slugfest down there in the trenches. Gage Garrison's grandma and grandpa are watching from Maine. Viper's looking great. Thank you very much, Mr. Kirby. That was a penalty on the play. This one's coming back. It's going to be third down and seven. I didn't see the call. I didn't either. 
Must have been a late hold. That, yeah. So it's a spot foul. Makes it third down and call it six. Gage's grandparents must have fed him some broken glass in the summer vacations. <laughs> He's a nice young man off the field, but when he gets in the trenches and traps the leather on, he's he's pretty nasty. It's third down here for the Vipers, third and six, uh -oh. and oh boy. Vipers having a fit with penalties so far in this second yeah. half, where that's penalty number four. So that time the slot receiver on the right side, I'm not going to call him out, but he was 15 yards down the field before the ball was snapped. Typically, those guys are going on the ball. Right. You know, if you're going to work a snap count, you work that with your interior guys. Wide receivers, especially with the you know wide receiver split like that, they're, they're typically coached to go on the ball. So, real miscue there. So, third down and 11 after the penalty. Adams dropping back. Pocket breaks down, rolls to his right. He's got a lot of room and a lot of speed. Pump fake. Makes the first guy miss, spins, makes the second guy miss out across the 40 and gets it out to the 42-yard line. Very near the first down marker. He needed nine yards. I think he got about eight of it. Yep, he's going to be a yard short, so here you go. Fourth and one, and I don't see call bear, do you? I do not yet. Offense is staying on the field. Okay. Now, one thing that Brain Buchanan did a lot of last year was the pooch punt out of this formation. I'm not sure if that's part of Deuce Adams' skill set or not, but we'll find out here. Fourth down and a yard from the 42. Hard snap count trying to get him to go, and they're staying home. And now a timeout taken. We'll keep it here just 29 seconds to go, so that was the plan to try to draw him off sides. The chess cat match continues, and great discipline right there by the Dripping Springs Tigers. Right. In that situation, you know, you didn't, you didn't have a timeout. Got to be expecting something like that, but you're right. We know the quick kick is in the playbook because we saw Braden do it so many times last year, but fourth and one, 27 to 7, 29 seconds remaining in the third quarter. I think this is a punting situation. I agree. The defense has played exceptionally well. Yes. The one long play on. I don't want to call it a trick play, but it was not a standard running play that went for 80 yards. I think we can expect number six to get the football again for the yeah. remainder of the game. He's quite an electric football player. Well, the Vipers return home next Friday night, the home opener against Cedar Park. That's always a fun game. Oh, yes. 7 o'clock start, I believe, for that one. And uh, we'll be honoring... The late Grayland Spring next Friday night. Now the Vipers in the punt formation. Call Bear. And the oh, snap no. goes back between his legs. He's got time. He picks it up and got rid of it. Somehow got rid of it, and it's not a terrible punt. I think they could have called him roughing the kicker, running into the kicker at least. But The punt rolled all the way down to the 30-yard line now. And yardage-wise, that's only 27 yards. That's a big play. That's a huge play. And 15 seconds left. The Tigers will take over first down, 10 to the 30-yard line. But a bit of a sloppy quarter here for Vandegrift. Very much so. Four penalties. Miscues on snaps. Uh, most prominently, that play right there could have been a huge turning point. Yep. If, if number 27, Noah Colbert, doesn't make that play. Tigers are set up with first down on about the 25-yard line. Instead, they're first and 10 on their own 30. So 
That could be a big play. Two receivers wide left, one to the near side. First down, Tigers going left to right from the 30-yard line. Hand off right side, trying to get the corner turned, and does. Tyndall up to the 39, maybe the 40-yard line. He fell forward across the 40 to the 41, and that is going to be the end of the third quarter. It'll be first and 10 when we come back. Vipers up 20. Well, they stopped the clock for seven seconds. Did he step out of bounds? No. Now they, oh, they got to move the chains. Yeah. Now they wind it, and the clock ticks down to zero. Now we've reached the end of quarter number three. So 27-7 to 7 to score, 36 minutes in the books in the season open, and 12 minutes left in this one. We'll take a break and see how it all comes out. Vipers up 27-7, Vandica Vipers football on the horn. All right, first down and 10 as the fourth quarter gets underway. Ball spotted at the 40-yard line for Griffin Smith, moving from right to left, pass underneath of the 44-yard line. Did he make the catch? He did from his knees. Good concentration there by Tristan Felder, the junior wide receiver. Second down and six. Well, Merle, the Vipers lost the third quarter seven to zero. That's right. And they didn't look efficient at all when they had the ball on offense. So a lot of questions remain to be asked in this football game. See how the Vipers close it out. Up 27 to seven, in good shape yet. And handoff left side, out across the 45. Big stick there at the 49 and knocked out of bounds. Ooh, that's oh. going to be a late hit. Mm. That will not make the coaches happy. No, not at all. Not at all. But one thing we know about Coach Sanders, the offending Viper will have an opportunity to explain that to the rest of the team on right. Monday morning. Coaching opportunity. There's been a bit of a momentum shift. Yeah. Mike is trying to scratch back into this one. The result of the play, tack on 15 more. And Dripping Springs has the football first down and 10 at the Vanica 35-yard line. Still time left. 11.22 to go. Some home crowd, Merle, starting to get energized. And I have to say, not many of them left. No, they haven't. Jersey was wide right, one of the near side. And off left side, and breaks free again. Knocked out of bounds to the 32-yard line. Vipers had him about three yards deep in the backfield. But somehow, Tyndall managed to step through and pick up three yards, second and seven. That guy's a good football player. Yeah. Number 29, the Cruz missile, Cruz Karaske, was one of the best tacklers on this Vipers defense. And Tyndall ran right through his tackle. Tremendous lower body strength right there by Tyndall. Turned a five-yard loss into a three-yard gain. Second and seven, two receivers wide right, one to the near side. And that time, looked like a busted play. It's going to go down at the sack. And uh, Cruz Carasquillo says, thank you very much. I'll take credit for that one. But that time, looked like Mayor was looking for somebody to throw to or hand it off to, and there was nobody home. Yeah. These are early season mistakes from both teams. Viper's got him in a third and ten here. This is the kind of situation you need to get off the field right now with 10.47 yep. remaining in the fourth quarter. They're down and ten. Bear dropping back, looking, swings it back to the left side. Complete block on the edge at the 30. And knocked out of the 28-yard line. They're going to be about three or four yards shy of the first down. Good looking play, but the Viper stayed home. I tell you what, that's really interesting play design right there. You do a fake to Tyndall. He's running to his right. Quarterback rolls right, and then a throwback to Tyndall. Right. Really interesting play design. The Dripping Springs Tigers don't think this football game's over. 
Biggest play of the, yeah, biggest play of the night right here. Fourth and three from the Viper 28. Trips wide right, one to the near side. Play clock down to 10. Maddox Mayer in the shotgun. Three seconds, two, one. They just do get it off. Hand off up the middle and no not going to get there. There he is there again. There he is again. Diego DeLavara Vasquez with the big stop, and the Viper defense gets a turnover on downs. Wow. What a play by number 10. I think we can go ahead and say that he's been the player of the game so yeah. far. I mean, what a performance by Diego DeLavara. Unbelievable. He wasn't even close to getting that first down, Merle. He no. was stopped about a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, again, the stark contrast from last year when Dripping Springs really seemed to get three yards whenever they needed it. They, I think they converted three or four fourth downs last year. Right. But that's the, that's the fourth time the Vipers have stopped them in a, in a third or a fourth and short. First and ten, Bandicoot. They take over on downs at their own 29-yard line moving from left to right. Two receivers wide left, one to the near side. Handoff right up the middle. Zade Oliver bouncing off of people. Gets it out across the 30 to the 32-yard line. A hard-earned four yards there will bring up a second and six. Dripping Springs is really going to be trying to come for the football right now. So ball security of paramount importance. You yep. saw Zade really taking care of the football there. You've got a three-possession lead. So right now the clock is more important. They're going to let this play clock tick down another 20 seconds before they snap the football. I think you're right, Merle. They're not in any big hurry here. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Adams hands it off Oliver. And bounces left. Now cuts it back right and manages to squirt forward to about the 33-yard line. Picked up a couple of yards, had to dance through a couple of tacklers. Brings up a third and five here to come up in the nine-minute mark. Well, it looked like a disaster, didn't it, Merle? Yeah, it did. But a two- or three-yard loss. Zade manages to break through a tackle and pick up a yard. Clock running, 8.49 remaining in the game. Vipers in a third and six. And a big stop by that Vipers D on fourth and three. You put it in the air here, be careful. Make sure it's not going to wind up in a maroon jersey. Two receivers to the right, one on the near side, third down and long. Now a double tight end set. Adams, the empty back. Started right now, rolling to his left, fires over the left. Got a receiver open, caught at the 48-yard line, dropped immediately, but still good for a Viper first down. Well, I'll tell you what, Deuce has got amazing footwork there, Merle. He squirts out of the pocket to the left, gets his shoulders back up field. That's difficult to do running to the left, and he squares himself and delivers a dart. And first George down. Farley hauled it in, knowing he was going to take a shot. We wondered who would step up at wide receiver with Miles Coleman a little bit gimpy tonight. And boy, we've seen Farley, we've seen Chilton. Yes, indeed. First down and 10. Now the handoff to Fournier. Off right tackle. He pushes across the midfield stripe down to the 48 yard line. Gain of about five, second and five. Mm, Sam Perry, number 78. Devastating block on that right edge, Merrill. Just that right side of the line of scrimmage just caves in. Second and five. Two receivers wide left, one to the near side. And off up the middle again. 48 inside the 45, down to the 44. Looks like he might be a yard shy of the first down. Bring up a third and one. Well, Blake Frazier on that left side that time. Doing a great job. Once again, we've got a 
offensive line with guys on the end that can really move some people around. Third and a very manageable one yard. And I think you go for one on fourth from here if you need it, maybe. Let's hope we don't need it. Third down and one, they dropped the snap. Somehow Fournier picked it up and got, I think, back to the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you what, that is another yep. snap not executed. Something we'll, that I'm sure we'll be addressing that next week in yep. practice time. Maybe a few more live fire drills. Offense is staying on the field here. I think this is a good move. This, I think so. You got you got to pick up a yard here. And, I think uh, you make sure you get the cl play clock under five. Yep. This is when you'd like to be able to go under center, but we saw what uh, happened last year when Dripping Springs went under center with a minute right. and a half left. Yeah, and that happened twice last year. That yeah, did. So, well, Vipers are going to take a timeout. They ran the playcock all the way down and took a timeout. Let's take it with them. You're listening to Brandon Vipers football on the horn. Vipers come out of the timeout going for it. They're in their power formation, fourth down and one. Now Adams splits out wide left to the Wildcat with Fournier in the backfield. Two up backs in front of him. Ooh, oh. a little lean on the line. They would have had it. But one of the offensive linemen lost his balance and fell forward, and now they'll have to punt it away yep. with 6.13 to go. Only two kind of mistakes in football. Yep. One where you're trying too hard, the one you're <laughs> not trying hard enough. That's definitely the kind of intensity you want to see. Just got to be a little more disciplined. Some good coaching points for later in the season. Got to cut out these penalties and, and, and fumble snaps, and we are still in an offensive set Still in offensive formation here. Adams in the shotgun. Fournier lined up to his right. Two receivers wide left, one to the near side. Yeah, I think he's going to pooch it. High snap. Yeah, he does pooch it. Nobody back to receive it, so now we know that he can do that. I'm not surprised. Takes a high bounce at the 10 and down at about the 9-yard line. So well executed there by Deuce Adams. Would have loved to pick up the first down, but that's your consolation prize. You've got the Tigers pinned down 91 yards away. Who was that down there? So that's number 17, Chilton. He's having a, quite a game. I will say, Hank had to break out the binoculars to, to figure that out. If you're watching on the video, we're at about the 20-yard line on the far end of the field. So we're a long way away from that right side of the field. Yes, well, and our eyes aren't getting any younger. No, they're not. I wasn't going to say that, but, you know. <laughs> first and 10. Tigers. Trail by 20. Vipers with a great first half have kind of stalled out here in the second half, but they're maintaining a 27-7 lead here with 6.03 to go in the ballgame. Bear, low snap. Busted up to play, looking for running room, and he's going to dive out across the 10 to the 11. Guess he made the tackle. I'm guessing it was uh, Diego de la Barra Vasquez. It, yes, indeed it was. Again. If I don't know, that's what I'm just going to say. <laughs> Second and eight, pick up a two on a busted play. I think Ben Boer, number 55, is there to assist. Also, Blaine Becker. Meyer dropping back in pressure, fires over to the left side, and complete at the 15-yard line. Fell back to the 14. Two or three Vipers down the stop as they swing it out to the left side to Maddox Bloomgren, senior tight end. Sets up a third and five. Well, you're going to give him that, pay, that play all day oh, yeah. long. Clock running, 5-16 remaining, a 20-point lead. 
They got a long way to go to make this a two-score game. Third and five. Pressure coming from the edge. Meyer fires over the center of the field and caught in the dead run to Cook. Look out. They got to get him down at the 35 out across the 40 the 42-yard line. I'll tell Just you a what. slap pattern there, and boy, he... Big-time players make big-time plays, and that guy's hard to cover. I tell you he what, is. that's just a straight slant route. And that, I think they had him bracketed. You had a guy underneath, a guy on top. He still manages to find a spot. Good throw. First and 10, Tigers at their own 41. Mayer dropping back, and he's going to be dropped for a loss. Vipers brought the heat that time and coming in and making the Porter sack Udy. at Porter Udy. Vipers brought... A whole nest of defenders that time. Pressure came from the left. No time at all. For the number five, the quarterback. He's the junior, Maddox Mayer. He seems to have taken the majority of the reps so far. 21-21, Stony Point in Austin High, third quarter. Handoff up the middle. Tyndall runs right in to Diego de Lavaro Vasquez, who promptly puts him on his back. He's going to bring up a third down and about nine. And apparently he's no stranger to the weight room. <laughs> looked, like a, looked like a full squat there. Yeah. Well, another big play here for the Viper defense. They've got him in third and long. That's called third and eight from the Tiger 43-yard line inside of four minutes to go. And all sorts of movement there. There's yeah. 22 guys in the football field, and about eight of them are across the line of scrimmage. Which way is this one going to go? Yeah. Against the Tigers. I think the Vipers are in pretty good shape to win the football game. That's not what this yeah. is about right now. This is a pride drive here for both these two units. Yeah, with 344 and counting, a lot would have to go right for Dripping Springs to get it back and win it. They'd have to score quick right here to even have a chance. Third down and 13. Mayor dropping back, looking, firing over to the left side. And that ball is incomplete. Tried to get it to Coke. A lot of hand checking down the way. But good coverage downfield. Stride for stride with him was Jack Hurekamp. I think Cook is running out of gas. Yeah. He went ahead and ran a straight go route that time up the left sideline. Just stepped off the field. Tigers are going to have to punt the football away, and this may very well be the, just in terms of time, it may be the end of their ability to even have a chance to come back because you've got to figure the Vipers are going to be able to take at least a minute and a half off the clock. Yep. So fourth down and 13 coming up. Punting unit is on, and he is going to punt it away. High booming punt. He's done a good job tonight. Fair catch called for and made right there by George Farley with three minutes and 17 seconds left. And the Vipers with a 20-point lead will bring the offense back out of the field. Well, it's been a pretty stagnant performance in the second half from a Vipers yeah. offense that looked to be firing in all cylinders in the first half. So if you go by the script, Merle, what you want right here is a four-minute drill. You, run a, you get your four minutes offense. It takes four minutes, and the game's right. over. So you got to figure dripping's only yeah, – they got two timeouts left, so two first downs, and the game should be over, even with the timeouts. Wide receiver split out to either side. 
started out in a pistol formation, but now Fournier lines up to the left side of Mustamaker and the handoff right up the middle and hard running north and south to the 29-yard line. That seems to be 48's forte. <laughs> Give me the ball, and I'm going to go straight ahead. Knock me down when you can. Very nice alliteration right there. Thank you. Earl Bertrand. Bert Piper's certainly in no hurry. Tigers don't appear to be inclined to use a timeout in this situation. and Only gave him about four yards there. Second, yep, second and down and six. Now the Vipers come up to the line of scrimmage with eight seconds on the play clock. Same formation, 48 to the right side. Good handoff right up the middle again. Breaks a tackle, 35, and knocked down across the 35. Off to the 37, good for a Vandega first down. And running on that left side. Boy, that's just a zone play left. Nobody pulling, just straight downhill. Right. Every offensive lineman took a step to the left, blocking, in a, blocking their gap, and just a big push. Fournier doing a great job finding a crease and six yards and a cloud of rubber pellets. Pretty quickly moving football game. 7.30 kickoff, 9.45 Central Time, so two hours and 15 minutes. First and 10 Vipers from their own 37. Now the fans starting to file for the exit as Fournier takes the handoff again and pushing the pile forward. I tell you what, Vipers offensive line, they won that rugby scrum. Well, that's only a one-yard gain, but we'll take it. There's a timeout for the Dripping Springs Tigers, 150 remaining in the fourth quarter. You know what we haven't seen tonight, Hank, on either side, something we talked about earlier? Haven't seen a single cramp. Well, that's a really good point. I mean, this by this time last year, Merle, there was <laughs> – We were cramping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was five guys from each side being treated for cramps. A very big difference, I think. Coach Sanders, I was talking to Scott Schaffner uh, earlier today and talked about they had a bit different strategy in terms of the hydration. But that the later kickoff, I think, might have been fortuitous. because I, I think, think that helped a little bit. I yeah. think so. Made it 102 instead of 104. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two degrees of separation. One minute, 50 seconds left. Still time to squeeze in an email if you want to get one in. Voice of the Vipers at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who wrote in tonight. Smooth sailing on the horn. Thank you for your patience on the Vipe side as we fought the video connectivity a little bit, but it seems we'll settle in at halftime. So thank you, everybody out there, for sticking with it. Second down and nine. Hand off to Oliver. He goes up the middle, and he's going to be swarmed under back to the line of scrimmage. That's about it. He might have lost a yard. So that knee touchdown, and Dripping Springs will call another timeout here. 143 to go. Third and nine coming up. Well, no quit in this Dripping Springs Tigers team, so that's going to do it for their timeouts, I believe. With 143 left in the game, you figure the Vipers are going to run the clock below one minute with one play here. Right. Then you punt the ball away. Dripping's going to have... First and 10 with about 55 seconds remaining, probably. So it appears to be in hand, but you never know, I guess. But it's really been a flat second half. I guess that's the the story of the second half. The defense, with one exception, did a tremendous job. You get a big play from Dripping Springs' big offensive weapon, Cook. But other than that, the Vipers' defense took care of business. 
Uh, we got stops on uh, on three third, uh, two third and shorts, and then a fourth and short. So the Vipers' defense really came to play today, and they played two halves. Offense kind of got off script. Just a little bit, and, you know, coming to this game, we might have expected the reverse of that. Ah, that's a good point. That's why they play the game. Third down and called 11 from the 36-yard line. Messamaker Maker dropping back, swings it out right side to Oliver, complete to the 35, up to the 40, and out of bounds. Yeah, that's not what you wanted. No. you got to go down there. Yeah. They had a design play there. It looks like Messamaker Maker was pretty intent on throwing it at 28 on the swing patch, which is a safe play, but you don't want to go out of bounds there. She's got a minute and 37 left. Still, still big advantage Vipers here, but just in terms of positional awareness, situational awareness, go down. Right. Don't try and fight upfield. Just get, uh, once you get in, once you get to the bottom of the numbers there, you need to go to the ground. Cedar Park has defeated Cedar Ridge 49 to 7. Kick off. Wow. High, booming punt. Fair catch called for and made at the 26-yard line. With 129 to go. That looked Ray Guy-ish in terms <laughs> of the hang time. He kicked that ball into the stratosphere. Give his, give his uh, cover team get, uh, time to get down there. I think, again, that's totally by design. Get one up with some altitude there. You get guys uh, a chance to come down and cover. you got to call a fair catch. No possibility for return. Nope. You know, one nice thing about Viper's big wins like this, when the home crowd goes home early, it makes us getting out of the stadium <laughs> much easier. That is the absolute truth. There was a capacity crowd here. Oh, it was packed. I was really impressed with the turnout from the Vipers and then the Dripping Springs. I was trying to set up a screen pass there, but nobody was home. Mayor was just kind of threw that one away because he had two white shirts in his face. Second down and ten. Yeah, there's a deflection there, but I think also... Tyndall, Jack Tyndall, number 18. I think he's lost his feet coming out of the backfield. Second down in 10 with 125 to go. Oof. And that's going to be a sack. I think the ball's out and the Vibers going to fall at the 24-yard line. Who is that masked man coming off the left edge? That's that man again, number 90, Porter Udy, applying the hit. I think Adam Scott fell on the football, but they're going to look like they're going to say he's down. Uh, Maybe an incomplete pass. Oh, that could be, yeah. That would make sense. So third down and 10. But Purdy, I would have to say he's one of the uh, emerging stars from the game. We've seen a couple of guys step up on defense, but... You know, the debutante ball here on defense. Right. You got him and also number 13, Hollister Stevens. Third down and 10 from the 25-yard line. Meyer dropping back, looking, firing over the center of the field. And it's intercepted. Coming back to the way, 35 to the 30, picked off. Luke Miller. Luke Miller with the interception. The Vipers will take over first down and 10 by, with yet another turnover. Luke Miller, number 25. Got a couple of emails to squeeze in here. Stacy Wiseman says, congrats to all the class of 2025 boys getting their first varsity action tonight. But a special shout-out to Brendan Fournier. Playing great. So glad you traded in your hockey skate for football cleats <laughs> when you moved here from Minnesota in the fifth grade. Have a great season, Vipers. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. Yeah, I think we had him on a Pop Warner team, and he 
who's playing hockey and football. <laughs> Our old friend John Sarantakis writing in said, love the effort from this team. Great start to the season. Viper strike from the Rocky Mountains. Nice. Sarantakis. A lot of great families have been a part of this Four Courts community. Yeah. I love the fact that they write in and they watch and listen even after their relative is, is long gone. Absolutely from the right. Program. God, I, heard some, I heard from so many people last year who started making that deep playoff run. It's just amazing. And taking the knee is the new quarterback, Adam Bruyette, the senior. Now, everybody thinks now that the Vipers have been to the state championship game, they can just wave their magic wand and get back. A lot of work to be done between now and then, but based on what I've seen tonight, this is a good-looking football team. I'll tell you what, reload. I think the, uh, on the balance of affairs here tonight, 27-7 to against the fourth-ranked team in Central Texas, Dripping Spring Tigers. That's yeah. quite a result. Dripping Strings is going to uh, may have a deep playoff run of their own lined up. I agree. They're a good football team, and they've got explosive players on offense. So that that really tells you something about the defensive performance from the Vipers. You got two of the better players we're probably going to see this year in, uh, in in Tyndall and Cook. Managed to keep those guys under control, except that one big long 80-yard run from Cook. But other than that, the Vipers' defense in full shutdown mode. You're one play away from a shutout. Yes, you are. And the scoreboard reads zero. It's a final. It's in the books. The Vipers are 1-0 with a big win here tonight by a final score of 27-7 over the Dripping Springs Tigers. Quick toss before we go to Brankhead. A lot of a lot of positives. You know, you think about that pick six at the end of the first half roll where Diego De Lavara, in addition to his 13 or 14 tackles, he takes, <laughs> it, takes it in. It's about a 40-yard return. But if he doesn't make that play, the game is a lot tighter at a 20-7 margin. Right. Uh, going in, so you know that might have changed the, the complexion a little bit. But other than one play, the Vipers' defense was in total control of the whole game. That's my big takeaway. Yeah, and even that one play, they were in the right spot. They uh -huh. just didn't react quick enough to it. Yeah. So a lot to build off, a lot to learn from. Some mistakes that were, that were made that they'll learn from and get better. But a 27 to seven win. So we'll take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from Coach Sanders' hallmarks, and Brock will talk to him down on the sidelines. We'll get his post game remarks and get some staff to be back to wrap this one up. Season opener in the books. Vipers with the win, 27-7. Back for the postgame show in just a minute here. Granting of Vipers football on the horn. <laughs> 